Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. provided the strongest protections for medical freedom during the coronavirus pandemic of any state in the country. We have prohibited COVID shot mandates in schools. We have banned vaccine passports, and we have protected Floridians from losing their jobs due to their personal decision about whether to take or not take the COVID jab. There you go. Yesterday during the State of the State address, Governor DeSantis, wait, did I say governor? Uh, Future President DeSantis. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> was talking about some of the things that have distinguished Florida over the last four years of his uh, his um, uh, governorship. We're joined here by Dr. Tim Boyette. He's a radiologist, and his job at a hospital in the Panhandle was saved due to the actions of the legislature to provide protections for all Floridians. No Floridian should have to choose between a job they need and a shot they don't want. Thank you, doctor, for standing strong. Obviously, the differences between Florida and the rest of the world. It was funny, I I got a text in from somebody earlier that said the person that she knows that had moved here from, I think it was Oregon, and um, basically was surprised when they arrived that people weren't all laying in the streets dead of COVID. Like, the portrayal of Florida to the rest of the country is amazingly distorted i mean unbelievably distorted you know like when we were all kind of just running around doing our thing and you know having life and things were open i had other people that i would talk to in other parts of the country where they're like still in lockdown still wearing masks kids can't go to school and i tried to remind you a bunch of times during the pandemic like this is not what other people are experiencing you know other places are experiencing horrific restrictions on personal freedom and there and in those other places their media were telling them that in florida everybody's dead <laughs> like, isn't that crazy it's amazing yeah. it's a, and if you watch national news you can understand why because they pretty consistently misrepresent florida and our governor uh, a couple of other things that he talked about yesterday was um, you know budget tax cut that kind of stuff we've also delivered for all floridians much needed economic relief Due to the excessive spending and printing of money by the federal government, Americans are living through the worst period of sustained inflation in decades. We've worked together to reduce the pain of inflation by enacting over $1 billion in tax relief in this current year's budget and by slashing tolls by 50% for Florida commuters for this calendar year. That will save some families more than $1,000. Thank you, legislature, for stepping up for our consumers. And, I, and I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't actually agree with most of these particular tax cuts. I think that if we are running a giant budget surplus, which we are, if it's because of massive federal spending, which it, it is, to be honest, it's not entirely good management, although other states that have had the same kinds of handouts are you know, struggling under it because, like California, they don't know what they're doing. Um, so it's not, you know... Just take credit for it, but don't forget the fact that a lot of the stuff, the money that came in, came in from that, you know, mishandling by the federal government, basically. Um, But yeah, I don't, I just don't like the targeted tax cuts. I'd rather kind of across the board give people a tax break, even though there was one he mentioned yesterday that I do agree with. Our $2 billion tax cut package is the largest tax cut uh, package in Florida history. 
It will help many who need relief from inflation, especially our Florida families. By permanently eliminating sales tax on all baby supplies, diapers, wipes, clothes, cribs, strollers, we will be able to say that in Florida, having a child will be tax-free. We are proud to be pro-family, and we are proud to be pro-life in the state of Florida. Yeah, if you're going to argue, and I think there's a case to be made, that, for example, food shouldn't get taxed because it's, you know, the stuff of living, um, that, you know, diapers and things that make babies stay alive are also should not be taxed. There's there's a sort of special category for kid-related stuff, um, even including, like, you know, I think, you know, cost of health care for, you know, delivering a baby. It's ridiculously expensive. You know, like our first kid cost us, I think it was like 400 bucks. Um, and when my wife was on, uh, you know, real good insurance back in the day when she was an engineer. Okay. And I think our second and third was like $5,000 a piece, <laughs> you know, on, on, you know, mediocre insurance basically. Um, and there's definitely an argument to be made insurance? that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Um, and by, and there's all kinds of ways that insurance has changed with regards to coverage for maternity and, you know, OBGYN. I mean, it's, it's terrible because if you take the premise that, Making babies is something that we want the society to do. <laughs> like, it's not a mistake. It's not a problem. You're actually perpetuating the species and the civilization, uh, and therefore it ought to be easier and less expensive rather than harder and more costly, which is one of the reasons people don't do it. Anyway, you see where all that's going. Yesterday he was uh, talking also about you know education um, and the appropriate approach to education. We must continue our momentum with K-12 education by increasing teacher salaries, enacting a teacher's bill of rights, providing paycheck protection for teachers, expanding school choice, and fortifying parents' rights. Our schools must deliver a good education, not a political indoctrination. And by the way, that is really the basis of so many of these proposed laws about how education is going to change in the state of Florida. It's not about trying to make it conservative at least that my my impression okay i know others will disagree but my impression is it's not about trying to make it conservative it's trying to rescue it from the you know woke liberalism that it is and has been for like you know all of my adult life basically uh four three seven sixteen twenty a couple more comments on this in just a second let's get canyon here with traffic on the fives uh taking a look around good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays uh one hit and run crash but not showing a roadblock this is front lane near i-110 north and i-110 the northbound entrance uh there uh but again it's moved off to the side certainly use caution in that area look for emergency vehicles possibly on scene 98 clear three rail bridge looking just fine this morning uh, certainly if you see an accident or you have a traffic tip news radio 92.3 informative local dependable 437-1620 you can text it in very good Kenny. Yep. thanks so much for the update one of the things that was kind of interesting yesterday is that in the uh, press conference after the state of the state address uh, governor DeSantis was talking with the reporters and answering their questions and in the actual address he said this we also understand that part of fighting crime is to protect Floridians' right to defend themselves. A constitutional right should not require a permission slip from the government. It is time we join 25 other states to enact constitutional carry in the state of Florida. Again, I don't like this term constitutional carry because I think what we have now is constitutional along with any – there's a lot of room for what could be constitutional. But okay, that's the permitless concealed carry is what he's talking about there. Asked about it in the press conference afterwards about whether he favors open carry. That would be to have it without a permit but visible, like, you know, uh, in a holster on your belt or something like that. Um, he said this is kind of an int- kind of interesting. I hadn't heard him talk a lot about this. The legislature is moving forward with permitless carry. 
legislation. And you've said that you would support open carry legislation. Is that something that you'd like to see the legislature push for? So I've been very clear. Uh, I support all of it. Now, if you look around the country, 25 states have concealed permitless carry. 37 states have unlicensed open carry. So the open carry is something that has been less of a big deal than the concealed carry. Isn't that interesting? He's right. The controversy, if you want to read it that way, over open carry is actually lower than the controversy over permitless concealed carry, specifically because if you look at the number of states, and I remember when I lived in Arizona, you could open carry without any special permission. You had to have a license to concealed carry. That's and, and that's kind of a little bit more normal. And that was, you know, with a license. But the point is, he, he's saying open carry is actually less controversial than the other. Now, I do know that there's people that think in Florida that the concealed is not as big a deal as the open. All I say is that that's the complete opposite how most people have viewed this over the years. And he went ahead and explained like the places where they kind of we fit in with them. Legally, we don't fit in with them ideologically. In fact, Florida is one of only four states, California, Illinois, New York, Florida, and the District of Columbia, that do not allow any open carry at all. And so that's typically not the group of states we want to be in, right. particularly when it comes to, to exercising uh, core rights. I think if you talk to most people, though, and you go to those 37 states, do you see a lot of people open carrying in those? No, not you actually don't. Uh, I think it's just people want to know that, hey, this is a constitutional right, uh, I shouldn't be put in jail because I'm exercising it. So I don't think it would change very much, uh, but I do think it would just tell people, yeah, it is a right. And that is true. I, just based on when I lived and in Oregon was also an open carry uh, in Oregon and Arizona. I'm just going on memory, but I'm 1%, less than 1%. I mean, it just wasn't that common. You'd go to the grocery store and if there's a, you know, you're in a Walmart and there's a couple hundred people in the Walmart with you, you might see a couple of, of holstered guns. I mean, just it, you know, this picture that people throw up of, oh, it's the old West and all, you know, like, dude, <laughs> you just need to get out a little bit more. It's not like Tombstone? No, it's not. Right. And even there, right in the old West, it's kind of funny that, you know, sometimes you had to like register your gun and check your gun and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's just, it's, it's amazing the way these reference points get a hook in your imagination and then become the thing on the basis of which you react to announced uh, public policy proposals. Like, oh God, we can't have shootout at the OK Corral. I'm just telling you that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's just not the way that works. 621 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about selling your home, Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leaven Rinky Realty, they're fantastic. I, I just, you know, I've known Christina the whole time we've lived here. She's, you know, she's good people. And um, over the last several years, as she has seen her real estate practice just grow and grow and grow, I've watched it kind of exponentially. It's amazing. Um, last couple of years, each year, more than 200 homes she and her team have sold. And fabulous work. Like, they just get the best. You know, every time I talk to somebody who's a client, like, they're oh, they rave about her. They love her because of her attention to detail, diligence, follow-up, persistence, all that, and getting great prices for these homes. In the hot market, they were very typically getting uh, offers well above the asking price. In the cooling market, you're making sure that you get the best amount for your home. Uh, I don't think she can really promise you that you're going to, and she never did really anyway, but, you know, can't promise that you're going to get above asking price, but she can promise she'll get it done in 30 days or you won't pay her a seller's commission. Okay, so she knows she can make that happen. Uh, she's got people waiting to buy homes. She's also got cash buyers. So if you're motivated and you just want to get it done real fast, for whatever reason, she can take care of that as well. Find out what Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty can do for you. 723-9158. That's 850-723-9158.
Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more today at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. Mom, can we have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. If you run a business, you need to hear this. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi for ADX Digital. Besides having four great radio stations at ADX Communications, we also have ADX Digital, which is our digital platform to help businesses target customers you want. Your business probably already does social media advertising, and that's great. At ADX Digital, we go beyond the scope of social media. We can turn your business's social media post into an ad that looks just like your post, but we deliver it to thousands of websites and apps based on your target customers using strategies like our online and offline behaviors, keywords, AI, and more. Let our team show you all the different products. We help businesses each day, just like yours. From geofencing your competitors, retargeting, targeting, or native display, or running video commercials or connected TVs, take the time to call 850-262-6000 and get all the information you need to make 2023 a great year for your business. Call 850-262-6000 or go to adxdigitalmarketing.com. Listen to local talk, national talk, local news, and national news on News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3, 95.3, and on the AM dial at 1620. That's it. Hold it right there. Pronoun trouble. If I had my time again, I would do it all the same. Good morning, 624 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. It's so good to have you with us. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? A bipartisan group of senators backing a bill to stop foreign governments from using technology like TikTok to target Americans. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner says the Restrict Act would give the government broader authority to restrict Chinese-owned TikTok and other foreign-owned apps that could pose a threat to national security. Investors hoping for a little bit of a bounce back this morning when the opening bell rings on Wall Street. Stocks were way lower yesterday after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell uh, from the Senate Banking Committee, said that the interest rate hikes could go higher than previously expected. And uh, there's a new kind of rocket blasting off at Cape Canaveral today. Relativity's Space Terrain 1 rocket apparently was built almost entirely with a 3D printer. Wow. Uh, so they're going to blast that one off here 1 o'clock Eastern time today and see how that works. 
it, pardon me, I missed it. My brain glitched. People are not inside this rocket, though, right? No. <laughs> well, not this rocket. Not this one. Okay. All right, this John, this is the test run, the and t- they're, okay, they're actually looking to see if they if this could be a plausible way to build these things in the future. They, uh, no, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Anybody want to volunteer to go to space? Sure. It's going to be the first 3D printed rocket. Somebody else? <laughs> You're right. Just, maybe I'll that's go me. on the second one. Please. I'm a medium to late adopter on all things. I figure other people can find out for me whether it works well or not. Candy has got traffic on the fives. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture it because <laughs> <laughs> I sort of would go, but sort of. Traffic on the fives brought to you by ECUA, and uh, you can help ECUA ensure recyclable materials are processed correctly. Keep the recycling program on track. Go to livegreenecua.com or download the Recycle Coach app today. Accident at Brent Lane at the I-110 northbound entrance uh, there at Exit 5. Caution there. Caution wherever you are. It looks like it's not a roadblock, but do watch for emergency crews on scene. Traffic tips 437-1620. You can text them in. News Radio 92.3 and Informative, local, dependable. All right. What I'm about to tell you is a story about how you should just exert caution when you're going to be publicly speaking about things. Make sure you get your information. You know, be a little humble. Be open to correction. Um, These are words for everybody, by the way. This is not just me or anybody else. No, no, no. no, 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 They don't let me do news anymore. It's so I've told you many times that there's a group of very angry people in Santa Rosa County, uh, the Pitchfork Posse, who kind of always show up and always yell and scream about all kinds of things, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, some of them are friends. Some of them I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, um, <laughs> if you get yourself into the mindset of anger, hostility, opposition, you sometimes will go overboard and say the wrong thing inaccurately, and then you... You, you look dumb, okay? Uh, there was an item on the agenda in Santa Rosa County in the commission meeting uh, for the P Ridge connector for a change order. Change order means that, you know, the, things have changed and they have to spend more money typically is what that means. And Jerry Cooey was the first one to speak about this. There seems to be an excessive amount of change orders on this. I've often wondered if we uh, are trying to set a record here. Um we're at, we're at 14. 14 change orders on the P Ridge connector, which does sound terrible, but Peter Branch also spoke about this. I'd just like to reinstate the num- 14 change orders. It's ridiculous. Two or three change orders are fine. Change orders cost money. Minimums thousands of dollars. All right. And uh, and I, I had not heard Peter before, so he's not familiar to me. Sherry Chapman, another member of the uh, Pitchfork Posse. I would like to say that if they can't fix this road with this last change order, then they need to just put the crossbars on it and let it be. Just close it up. Forget all the money we've invested in it. No big deal. It's all over. Then... Um, <laughs> then you had uh, one of the members of the staff get up and explain. This is actually an error in the budgeting uh, on this project, and so this just fixes it. The way we do um, budgeting for projects now is we include the contingency amount in, in what's put in the budget, and then the actuals fall out. And so a lot of times we'll budget an amount, but we don't spend that much. So then you look at your actuals. And so the contingency on this project did not get put into the budget. So this is just correcting that. So, so nothing. <laughs> so shh. <laughs> it was one of those moments where you could just kind of 
feel, if not hear, the air deflating out of all of the, like, angry people. And by the way, I pulled up the document to look at it because I was just curious, you know, how much of a, a change. It's, and it's not really a change. It's just a change of the way the budget is applied. Anyway, um, so you have $10,690 is what this one is in, is related to. A total of all the 13 pre- previous changes is a total of $91,000, okay? $91,000 total previous changes to the project. On a $9 million project, meaning like 1%, and typically contingencies run about 10%, so the project is really, really close to being fully on budget. Um, so again, just sometimes it behooves you to just ask. Is why I try to always ask, like, you know, hey, can you explain this? Is this a big deal? No, no big deal. And then you avoid that kind of situation. David, what do you have coming up, sir? New charges on the way for Matthew Banks. More after Fox. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. House Republicans lead hearings today about the withdrawal from Afghanistan and the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. They have a range of witnesses for this hearing, from the former director of the CDC, Dr. Robert Redfield, to the former science and health editor of the New York Times. And chief among the many questions today, where did this virus come from? Did it evolve naturally, or did it leak from a lab in Wuhan, China? Fox's Doug Luzader. A vote to legalize recreational marijuana fails in Oklahoma. The question was the only issue on the ballot. It would have legalized pot for those over 21. Oklahoma would have been the 22nd state to allow recreational marijuana use. The question was opposed by various religious groups, law enforcement, and prosecutors. They argued legal marijuana would harm children and lead to more crime. Fox's Chris around 10% of adults in Oklahoma have medical marijuana permits. Doctors can approve those for any reason. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 News Radio 92.3. It is 68 degrees right now, partly cloudy in Pensacola. There could be more charges on the way for former Pensacola contractor Matthew Banks. The Florida State Attorney's Office says they've been investigating Banks' case and plan to make a charging decision within the next few weeks. Once that decision is made, the investigation will be made public. Banks reportedly owes more than a million dollars in restitution and fines. He's accused of taking money from hundreds of customers, then never finishing, sometimes never even starting the work on their homes. The contractor's competency boards in several counties here in our area have suspended Banks' contractor's license. He's been arrested several times over the last few months as well. Florida's Public Service Commission has approved proposed billing changes for FPL customers. One of those is a rate increase of about $2.1 billion in storm recovery costs, but one major change is it lumps all storm recovery charges into one spread out across all FPL customers. I requested this based on uh, basically, I think what all the parties have sensed here is uh, fairness to those folks in the panhandle who would be uh, taking on the additional cost of the storms that occurred in the South over the last uh, couple of last several months or last year. And previously, customers here in the Panhandle were paying for Hurricane Michael and Sally recovery. Other customers weren't. So under the new plan, all storm recovery costs will be spread out across all customers in the state. That should mean storm recovery charges of about $4 per thousand kilowatt hours on your bill. FPL's JT Young says, uh, Previously, Panhandle customers were paying about $11 per month. The PSC also approved a fuel rate decrease because of the proposed uh, fuel costs and say they plan to propose another fuel cost decrease in May. 
Four people have died after two planes collided in midair over central Florida. Polk County Sheriff's Office Chief of Staff Steve Lester says they received word of that accident yesterday afternoon. We received a 911 call here in Winter Haven to our 911 center that said two planes, two small planes, were involved in an in-air collision above Lake Hartridge in here in Winter Haven. Uh, one of the people killed was a uh, 19-year-old Zachary Mace. He was a student at uh, Polk State College. Uh, 24-year-old Faith Baker was also killed, and the sheriff's office says she was a pilot and an instructor at Sunrise Aviation in Ormond Beach. A third victim identified as a 67-year-old man from Pennsylvania. The fourth victim not yet identified. Uh, Mason Baker were on one in one plane. The other two were on the other plane. Nobody else was hurt. The FAA and NTSB are both involved in this investigation. And Governor DeSantis gave the State of the State address yesterday to a joint session of the Florida legislature. Florida is number one, and working together, we will ensure that Florida remains the number one state in these United States. And the governor says that Florida is the fastest growing state in the nation, number one for net in-migration, number one in economic growth among large states, and also... At the top of the list when it comes to space-related development, like 3D-printed rockets. It is 6.35 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Candy. Uh, taking a look around. The good news is uh, we're not showing any roadblocks uh, this morning. A lot of fog, so give yourself extra time to get where you're going. Uh, Brett Lane and I-110, specifically the northbound entrance to I-110, it looks like, uh, showing an accident. So watch your emergency crews on scene, but it looks like it has been moved off to the side. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's going to be a warm and humid day today with temperatures rising near 76 degrees. Small chance of an isolated shower, 10% chance of rain overall. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the mid-60s. Warm weather continues for your Thursday with a small chance of rain, 10% chance of showers with a high near 76. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 68. We will stay warm for Friday with temperatures rising into the 80s with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. This is Burke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, partly cloudy, 68 in Pensacola, 70 in Gulf. Breeze, 64 in Milton. Your next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Koshinka with your money now. A bipartisan group of senators has introduced a bill to address threats posed by technology based in adversary countries, including TikTok. The bill would set up new government processes for reviewing and mitigating risks from foreign technology. It would require the Commerce Department to establish procedures to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, and mitigate risks from foreign technology. Two companies have recalled eye drops because of safety risks that could cause infections and other problems. Apotex Corporation is recalling some of its drops meant for people with glaucoma or ocular hypertension due to cracks that developed in some bottle caps. Pharmedica is also recalling some drops due to contamination, which it said could cause eye infections that result in blindness. The drops are sold on Amazon and at other online retailers. On Wall Street, futures slightly higher after stocks plunged yesterday. That's your money now. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise talented workforce and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. 
Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org slash radio. I'm Rocky Mosell with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice. Now it's a great gift. Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information from competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And with Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me today at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities, specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions today at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. You can also listen to podcasts of all of our local shows on demand and get news and traffic alerts. Listen to local talk shows in the morning and afternoon drive and where Pensacola's home for Brian Kilmeade. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. speak briefly first uh, in fact briefly about term limits and I would like to thank uh, Commissioner Burgosh who was with uh, 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 State Representative Salzman and uh, mentioned that he was in favor of term limits now I understand he is going for a third term so we need to define what term limits are and I don't know about the other three commissioners besides Commissioner Kohler who has made it a uh, campaign promise that he would go two terms and step aside. And, and he's threatened to only go one term if he can't make a difference. So 
I thank you, Commissioner, uh, for being, uh, both of you for being so outstanding. This is a guy named uh, Keith Bowie, who was uh, just speaking in the forum portion of the Escambia County Commission meeting. And we talked about this before, that on his coffee with the Commissioner, Jeff Bergash, had said, you know, I favor term limits. I term limit myself out of the school board. And, of course, he's been there for eight years or will be by the time the next election comes, and he has already pre-filed to run for re-election. So, um he says he's for term limits, but he's running for a third term. It's kind of a weird situation. And um, he said he you know, would support the bill once it gets passed or whatever. Um, so, you know, and I, I made the joke. I said, oh, he announced that he's not running for reelection, which he is running for reelection. That's kind of the point of the joke. Uh, but Keith Bowie went on. Let's go ahead and address the uh, the issue of term limits. I know the state senate has got something going on, but we don't need to be controlled by the state. We're a a very profound group right here, and uh, I know we have the ability to make the correct decisions. So if we can move forward on that, it's uh, two plus right now and three unknown. So let's go ahead and clarify it. Commissioner Bender, Vice uh, Commissioner uh, Barry, and uh, Chairman uh, May, I, I appreciate your attention on this. Thank you. Thank you so much, Will. And unfortunately, Cole, I didn't know we were only going to spend one term together, but that's great. I'll, I'll see you for one term. That's great. Michael Jones, next speaker. At least I'll be a statesman. Ouch. So that's Lumen May and Mike Kohler. Lumen making a jab that if you're going to retire after one semester, or one term without having, if you can't get results done, that that'll be your one term. That's what he's implying. Right, right. That you won't get anything done and you'll be gone in four years. That was a bit harsh. And of course, you know, the response from Mike Kohler is, at least I'll be a statesman, sir. Um, and, and he called him Will, but I, my name in, that I had in my notes with Keith Bowie, so I apologize if I got the uh, citizen's name wrong, who was making the comments. Okay. So, um, you know, Glenn Conrad was somebody else who spoke about this. And again, I just, this is set up because in the meeting, it came up again. We'll get there in a second. First one is term limits. Yes. Uh, I support term limits. I think that's a good idea. I think we periodically need to change ideas and change uh, viewpoints on things. So, and I hope that this commission will present this for public discussion and consideration as a, uh, uh, rule, uh, for this county. Yeah, it'd be kind of a weird thing to have that as a rule. I'm not really quite sure how that would look, frankly, um, even though, and, and by the way, I will tell you, I'm torn on term limits. I always have been. I, I see arguments both uh, pro and con. I just think that, you know, if you're going to say you're for them, then you ought to live that out. And somebody who is for term limits expressed should be somebody who retires after two terms or the appropriate term that would be relevant. Uh, saying that you favor term limits but not being willing to honor them voluntarily means you don't really favor them. Um, you know, you'd vote for it as one thing, you know, but and that's fine. Uh, but to actually live it out is a whole—that's a level of commitment, right? So, um, Mike Kohler in the comments section of the like the commissioners is talking to themselves during the meeting. This is later that night. I see a lot of people from District Two here tonight. Didn't know y'all going to be here. Appreciate that. Uh, some of the comments that you brought up on term limits, didn't know that, but there is a Senate Bill 1110 right now out there for both board of county commissioners as well as school boards. It's going to get voted on in the Senate this time, so just keep your eye on that. And that's the one that would reduce it to eight years for county commission and also eight years from 12 years for the school board. There's also talk of making it for all constitutional officers, which, again, I've said I, I think in, in some sense I support, but in some sense I don't because some of them are sort of more professional prerequisite kind of situations like the sheriff's office, for example. Jeff Bergash, uh, finally being tired of being talked about and not talking. Mr. Chairman, he said something that kind of spurned something I'd like to say. Yeah, go right ahead, Commissioner. Um, Obviously, term limits is a very contentious issue. Um, I do support it. 
Um, but I think it needs to happen up and down uh, across the board, particularly at the federal level, where you've got congressmen and senators serving 40, 50 years to the point that they have dementia. At the local level, at the local level, look, we've got people that have been in office locally since the early 2000s, the late 90s, you know. Uh, despite his flair for expression, I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, the federal office is crazy how long people serve sometimes there. I'm all for it, and when it's enacted, I certainly will support it. Well, you won't have a choice because it'll be the law, right? Um, but I'm not going to voluntarily do it when I've Why got not? a bunch of projects in the works. So I just want to make all sure. Right, hold on. I'll let him have it say. Why wouldn't you voluntarily do it? Um, but I'm not going to voluntarily do it when I've got a bunch of projects in the works. So I just want to make sure you know, Keith Bo, where I'm at on that. I'm not going to be the only one when we've got other constitutional officers in this county that have served since the 90s. And you want to, you know, single me out. Well, you're the one who expressed support for it. That's the only reason he's singling you out. I mean, you said you support it. You just now said you support it, but you're not going to voluntarily step aside because you got too much important stuff that you're still working on that you've got to have another term. Well, you, I mean, pick which side of the fence you want to be on. And again, I'm, I don't really have a strong opinion about term limits one way or the other. I really honestly see both sides of the argument. I think there's value in learning the system and knowing it and being able to operate effectively after a couple of years. And I think there's also a value in getting rid of people to force new blood in. I just think that if you're going to claim you favor a thing, then you ought to really follow through on that. Otherwise, it's hypocrisy to claim it. That's all. Okay, and we'll, we'll talk more about this in a second. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Just watching that one accident uh, right now. This is I t- uh, near the I-110 northbound entrance near Brent Lane. It looks like a, uh, not a roadblock, a hit-and-run crash. Brent Lane, again, I-110 north at the uh, northbound entrance. And uh, not blocking anything, but watch our emergency crews on scene. This is brought to you by the good folks from Mattress Firm. Big spring sale at Mattress Firm. You can save up to $700 today. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select purchases and spring into better sleep. Traffic tips, text 437-1620 News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So back to this conversation that's being had between the public and Mike Kohler and Jeff Bergash about term limits. Um, you know, And again, Jeff's position, he has said, Commissioner Bergash has said, he favors term limits, and yet he's running for re-election for a third term. And just to be clear, I you know, Run, don't run again, whatever. I'm I'm very torn on term limits myself. I just think people ought to be consistent to their own point of view. And this is not a consistent point. You can't logically hold both of those views. Because if you believe in term limits, okay, if you believe, for example, that eight-year terms for a commissioner is the right amount, what you're saying is it would be better for the voters if I, let's imagine I'm a commissioner who's in office for eight years, um, it would be better for the voters if I were not allowed to run again for a third term. That's the argument for term limits, right? It's better for voters that Jeff Bergash isn't allowed to run for a third term. That's what it means. But I'm going to run for a third term because it's better for the voters if they can elect me again. You see how those two things are completely incompatible, right? And by the way, if you say term limits are good and you support them at eight years, then that's a way of saying that uh, Commissioners Lumen May and Stephen Berry shouldn't have been allowed to run for re-election. The county would be better off if they were not allowed to be in office right now. Because, right, now, if this passes, it'll start at the time when it begins, right? But, again, imagine, like, imagine it passed, and it becomes eight years from the time going forward. And, uh, Commissioner Bergash, let's say at that time, I guess it would be this term, so it wouldn't affect. But, okay, so that goes into place. So he's facing re-election, and he says, oh, man, I am so for term limits. I'm so glad this passed. I am only going to run for two more terms. <laughs> Right. You, you see the illogical nature of that. So, you know, I just it's it's kind of a weird position. 
Now, I, now, there's actually there's interesting things where you might be in favor of a reform, but you wouldn't want to voluntarily embrace it. Like, for example, you might say, um, I think we ought to have a world in which there are no political signs on like roadways and in yards. Let's say let's say you believe in that reform. Or I, I believe that we ought not to have any contributions to political campaigns. I mean, just two wild reforms that people might make. But you would say, but until that's the rule we all have to play by, then I'm still going to go for signs and I'm going to still go for contributions. Well, I understand that because you're talking about a competitive environment within which you don't want to voluntarily hinder your own ability to win. Like a sports team that says, you know, football team that says, you know, I just don't think we ought to have forward passes in football, but I'm going to still use them until they're prohibited, right? Or, you know, I, I you know, that that makes sense because it's a competitive against kind of environment. But running for re-election is not that. Honestly, the people who really would impress me would be, you know, like if Jeff Bergash wants to impress me with consistency, he would say, I am four term limits, eight years is the right amount, and that's why I'm not running for re-election. Because you would immediately see, oh, living your principles. Right? That would be impressive for consistency's sake. Anyway, just a kind of a thing that they're talking about. By the way, Lumen May... Um, Never at a loss for a quip or a comment, said this after all this conversation. Jeff, and, and that's great. I, I mean, it wouldn't matter to me whether you had term limits or not, but uh, the hypocritical uh, Republicans that we have in Tallahassee that don't want to have, uh, you know, hold the legislature and the Senate to sunshine up on the whole local elected officials, but make different rules to fit them. And so it's all, all that bill is a hypocritical bill, and it's not going to pass. It is going to pass, by the way. It's not hypocritical if they apply term limits that they already apply to themselves to other officers at the lower levels of the state. The Sunshine one I agree with them about. It is hypocritical to say that uh, local legislators are not allowed to violate Sunshine, but at the state level, House and Senate, they they certainly can, uh, and can on the floor for sure. And then last concept uh, from from Lumen May. Commissioner McGosh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't going to bring up term limits, but the same hypocrites that talk about county commissions and term limits should talk about the constitutional offices too I'm, as well. So, I mean, it's very easy to come down in public forum and attack us, but they, they go, go attack those who've been in right. office 20, 30 years. Right, we're the easy targets. See, yeah, we're easy targets. Yeah, easy. we don't hire and fire anybody. They do. We don't. Oh, poor us. Um, <laughs> you're the ones that are available, right? Uh, no, it's not hypocritical. And I, there is a consistency in saying that all the constitutional officers across the board should all be at two terms. I just, my one question about that is, I think some of those offices uh, do have a more of a like professional qualification certification element to them. The one that stands out the most to me is sheriff. Uh, that I don't, I don't see the value in making sheriffs resign after eight years. But you know, if you're going to make the case, I, there is a consistency to across the board. Okay, there is a kind of, there's an easy, obvious consistency to that. Six fifty one here on News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about getting that next vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. You know, Dave Ramsey recommends them. The license plate frames and the bumper stickers recommend them. And you know, part of it is the good quality cars and the good people and the way they do business. I was the most impressed when we bought our Odyssey, how things transpired after the sale. Because typically, you're like, oh, thank God the sale. Let me get out of here. I never want to see these people again. Because that's just the, that's the used car buying experience so much of the time. Now, at the point of actually you know, signing the contract, um, taking a, uh, ownership of the car, there's something cool that happens. I don't want to ruin for it. It's a nice surprise. Uh, but what happened with us is six months after we bought the car, our uh, salesman, Calvin, he called me and he said, is there anything wrong with the car that I can do for you? And I'm like, no, it's all fine. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, out of the blue, he calls me. A year after we bought the car, he calls me and says, is there anything we can do for you for the car? And I'm like, no, it's he's like, no, seriously, is there anything wrong with the car? And I'm like, that, one of the physical keys doesn't work. We had discovered it like 11 months into it and we just never use it because you use the fob. 
And I said, it's never going to matter, but just in case. He's like, well, bring it in. You know, we'll replace it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you will for 150 125 bucks. He's like, no, 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 no. You bought a car thinking you get two keys. You get two keys. So I took it in. Five, ten minutes later, I had a key. That was it. Easy. A year after I bought the car, and I've heard from other people that when, you know, things pop up after they buy the car, Frontier will stand by their cars. Because the whole point of going there is you get cars that are like new condition at used car prices, and they will take care of you. They do. So that way of doing business, of thinking about you as a long-term relationship, not a one-time sell, that's what I love about them. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway, be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Is your home your dream home, or does it at least have the potential to be your dream home? Maybe you need to make a change. Maybe you just need new appliances. If that's the case, you need to check out Topps Appliance in Milton. Locally owned and operated, Topps Appliance has just what you need to turn your home into your dream home. Top of the line freezers, refrigerators, dishwashers, stoves, plus washer and dryer combos. Topps Appliance carries the name brands that you know and trust, including GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and so much more. And they have a full installation and service department, something the big box stores just don't offer. They also keep Keep most items in stock so you can take it home today. Turn your ordinary home into your dream home with an appliance upgrade from Topps Appliance. Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. I'm Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. Summer is just around the corner and we are once again hosting Explore Summer Camps to provide weeks of fun and education for your school-aged children to enjoy. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we share the many camps available this year and how your campers can get signed up. Tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. to learn more about Explore Summer Camps. That's tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 923. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-857-5656. That's 800-857-5656. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The McGuire St. Patrick's Day 5K is Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m. The largest prediction 5K run in America. Come for the run and stay for the party. More at runsignup.com. Ever wanted to get involved at Pensacola Little Theater but weren't sure how? Join us Saturday from 10 till 2 for open house. Join in for snacks and tours every 30 minutes. PensacolaLittleTheater.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, afternoons at 11, before Dave Ramsey, on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. National average for a gallon of gas, 344. Florida average, 331. Texas is 301. It's above three bucks for the first time in a while. California, 
492. You may have noticed a price jump a dime to 15 cents yesterday locally. Not in Navarre, where it's still reporting 319 east at the Walmart and 315 west at the Walmart. Uh, Tiger Point, the uh, Liberty has 315. That same price as it was for a while, but 323 at the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge, 325 in proper at the Exxon. In Milton, 325 at the Raceway, that's a jump. 315 in P Ridge at the Murphy, that's a jump. Although, I'm reporting the Tom Thumb at 309 on 9 Mile this morning. That might not be accurate, but just so you know. Uh, also, the uh, second station, the Tom Thumb, going through Pace is 315. On 9 Mile, 317 at the Walmart Neighborhood Market, 315 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And then coming in from the southwest side, uh, 307? I mean, we'll see at the Sitco at Garden. That's way below everybody else, so if that's still accurate, there you go. All right, Candy's got traffic on the fives. And still just watching that one accident. It looks like it has been moved off to the side. This is Brent Lane and the I-110 northbound entrance. A little slow on 98. Uh, this is west and going up eastbound, I should say, so of the uh, causeway. So it's, e I'm sorry, east and going eastbound of the causeway in Navarre. Uh, always really slow this time of morning. So watch for your usual congested areas. <laughs> Throw back to Chip Simmons. I got you. I know. Nicely so done. Sorry. Well done. All right. 437-1620. If you have traffic tips, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We're really late to getting everything done this half hour. It's my fault. David has got our, our headlines for us. David? The Biden administration urging states now to join in on a federal crackdown on junk fees. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau Director Rohit Chopra says the fees have gotten out of hand. Everywhere you look, it feels like there's fees tacked on for a service you never asked for or something that's charged way beyond its cost. We've looked at overdraft fees, credit card late fees, and so much more. And the White House hosting a virtual meeting today with hundreds of lawmakers about reducing these junk fees. Pope Francis denouncing violence against women, also advocating for equal pay and opportunities in a book preface put out uh, by the Vatican News today on International Women's Day. Pope says there are certainly differences between men and women, but leveling the playing field could contribute to a more peaceful world. All right, very good. Time for future news, a very quick one, a very quick one. Uh, Recall Florida. The, uh, there's some local folks over in Tallahassee today going to argue in favor of the ability to recall county commissioners midterm. Will that bill pass? No. I think it will. Then I do yes. think it will. I mean, it'd be up to <laughs> us. It has to get voted on as well. The bill right, will put it right. on the ballot. Uh, will we have a push for actual open carry in addition to permitless concealed carry? Yes. I think so. There are certainly enough legislators that would want for that, uh, so I would think so. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick around. Dependable traffic on the fives, weekdays on News Radio 